It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to another episode of the Get Fat Podcast. I'm James. And my name's Johnny and I am Thin. That's why they call me Johnny Thin. You've definitely said that before. Yeah, I like it. It's my little theme tune. Yeah. Um, Do you like it? I love it. Yeah. We've recorded the same time as we recorded last week's episode. Yeah, but we've had a bit of a break in between and I ate a lot of ice cream. We did. Uh, well, no, you did. I didn't eat ice cream. Yeah, you didn't have any, of did you? all the flavours to go for. Yeah, I've got probably half that when we were having our dinner. Blueberry. I was bullied, ganged up upon. Ganged up upon? Up, 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 up yeah. When you started doing your uh, little syrups, didn't you? You thought me and Lauren were going to turn on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, lovely. Lauren did a nice nice uh, meal for us. Yeah, it was sausage casserole, wasn't it? It was, and we had bread. Yeah. From the uh, bakery. Bread from the bakery, yeah. Lovely bakery that we went to the other day. It was all um, kosher stuff. Yeah. So why can't you say Jewish bakery? Um, because that the, the important thing about it is that it's kosher. Is that the thing? I thought, so it I, was a Jewish bakery, but more importantly, it was a kosher bakery. I just I, I think the important thing is it was lovely bread. Well, yeah. Johnny's, looking, well. At, Johnny's looking at me a bit concerned now, but no, it's nice bread. Yeah, it was, yeah. Lovely. Um, this week, as you may have noticed from the title, you know, you know when your mum or your grandparents or someone says something, yeah. Or, you know, you might say a phrase and you're not too sure where it's come from. Like I said one the other day, and I thought, I wonder where that comes from. And I sort of assumed in my own head, but I was wrong in what I thought. So anyway, we're just going to explain the thoughts and theories behind certain English terms yeah. and expressions. Might not be English. And so, I mean, you may remember last week, listener, that we, um, we explained something in a section... <laughs> Um, where I explain to you what um, what she's going to look like with a chimney on her means. Mm. Now, because we're recording it, basically this episode is like a feature-long version of that. Uh, what's happened is we both had the idea. Um, I thought of the idea for a long-running regular section, mm. and uh, James has wanted to do it all in one go. So, um, I mean, my jingle's pretty much useless. That's why I just thought I'd put a little bit of it on there for you now. Uh, James is just literally tearing the desk to pieces. Um, oh, and Anthony as well, because we don't know yet, um, you haven't got back to us yet to find out if I was right about the um, why, what is she going to look like with a chimney on her, says what is she going to look like with a chimney on her. Yeah. What was your phrase, by the way? You are? Do you have a phrase? My phrase was what she's going to look like with a chimney on her. Again? No, no, that was more than last week. Oh, right, okay. What about this week? Well, this is yours this week, isn't it? Well, I've got loads. Oh, right. 
So, I might know some. Um, I'm dead clever. Well, the one that brought me onto this was um, let me have a butcher's at that. Uh, butcher's hook, cockney rhyming slang for look. Yeah, it is, and that's the correct term for it. So, butcher's hook is cockney rhyming slang, basically. Someone's phone's freaking out. Can't be mine. That's weird. Anywho, uh, so yeah, butcher's hook is cockney slang for look. Yeah. Give, give us a butcher's at your paper, mate. I thought it was like, you know, like a butcher's window. And you have a look, don't you, to see like what sausages he's got and if he's got any lambing and whatnot. So I was like, oh, a butcher's window, like, oh, let's have a butcher's. Really? Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. It's yeah. Cockney Rhyming slang for butcher's hook. Yeah. Um, we could even do one all on Cockney Rhyming slang, but I didn't want to get sort of too mm. heavy on Do you that. know what um, Burke is? Burke? Yeah. No. Cunt. Right, is it? Okay. Berkeley Hunt. Cunt. Right, okay. Um, that's what the rating's for on the podcast, guys. Yeah. Dropping the C word. Oh, yeah, I can say what I want, can I? <laughs> yeah, well, not, not anything you want, but... No. Do you want me to crack on? Yeah, yeah, no, continue, yeah. please, yeah, continue. Um, armed to the teeth. What do you think that is? In the day in the army, in the First World War, they'd basically have so many guns that couldn't hold them all, so they'd hold the dagger in between the teeth. Um, I mean, you're not too far from the truth. Not First World War, mate. Medieval warriors. Oh, yeah. They were so often laden with weapons that sometimes they would have to carry one in their teeth. No. So there you go. So you, you thought you were being funny, didn't you? You thought you were being, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, I just thought we were being bright. Um, no, not quite. Medieval times, as I say. Um, obviously, that means fully prepared for a confrontation. Yeah, yeah, I've never worked that yeah. out. I know you did that, but just in case... Someone didn't. Red herring. What do you think of red herring? What, what, where does that come from? That is... They used to, when they were fox hunting... Um, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny's, I think Johnny's semi-researched this. Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, they used to... Was it people who were trying to sabotage the hunt used to drag a, like a, a dead herring round... Not quite. So and the foxes would follow that instead of someone. So that uh, apparently a herring would um, give off a strong scent. Yeah. And the hounds would follow that scent as opposed to the fox's scent. Yeah. And then they'd be like, "Oh, we're on to something. We're on to something." Oh, it's just a you know, wrong, wrong again. Yeah. It's a red herring. So you you were close to the truth there. Eh? You've yeah. definitely done some research on. It. He's got like a smug look on his face. No, I don't because I didn't know you were doing this. It's like, hmm. But I didn't know you were doing this. Well, have you done research for it? For this? You have. No, no, no. Because right. I didn't know you were doing it until you turned up. Otherwise, I would have done just to be right. Yeah, but anyway, that's what a red herring is. Um, balls to the wall. That, of course, means like push to the limit. Um, that is when you get your penis and you tuck it down between your legs. Yeah. But then you pull your balls around the side of that so they're in the front. Right. Painful, but yeah, I'm and then, so far. And then you just pop them on a wall. Right, and that means push to the limit. Yeah. you start stretching your knob around. You're stretching your balls to the limit. Um, okay, well, I mean, you did well with the others. You've let yourself mm-hmm. down a little bit here because it derives from aviation. Oh, no, 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 I know what it is as well. Go on. Five-a-side football. Right. Um, you can't kick it properly if the ball's up against the wall. <laughs> is that a thing, is it? Yeah. 
Now again, I say it's, it derives from aviation, so the balls... Has it been used to play football and planes? No, uh, no, because it's not related to football. So, you know, on the top of levers that control the throttle on, and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, that would have a ball on it. Yeah, like a little gear knob. So if you push them forward towards the front wall of the cockpit, mm. it'd make the plane go faster. Yeah. So that's where balls to the walls comes from. Yeah, so that's called going full tilt. Yeah. Um, bees... Where, do, hang on, where does full tilt come from? I didn't, I didn't look up full tilt. Bees knees... The bees knees, so biggies uh, communicate by dancing. Is that what it is? Bees, you know, so bees do, they tell each other where the honey is by dancing with each other. You wouldn't be much of a dancer without your knees. So that's why the part of the bee that is best is the knees. Right, okay. Bees knees, if anyone's not sure, uh, is like perfection or like really good or cool or something. Yeah. Uh, in the 1920s, there was a great craze for this animal plus body part construction. So people would say there was like basically there was loads of them, like elephant's wrist, eel's ankles, bullfrog's beard, um, but only three have survived into the modern age. Um, now I've only heard of bee's knees and one more. Can you name the three? So bee's knees have stuck around since the 1920s and has sort of lived on. Right, so there's not actually a reason for it. There was just loads of. There was just loads of them. Part. People were trying to do it was like a kooky thing, and only three of them stuck. So as I say, bees knees is one, and yeah. I I didn't really I didn't know the second one. The dogs bollocks. Dogs bollocks is one of them. Some people say the mutts nuts, but I, I assume they're <laughs> the same. That's, yeah, yeah, that's not their mutts nuts, isn't it? <laughs> do people say that? I don't say that. Yeah, if you don't want to swear, you say, "Oh, it's the." Mutt. You know, if you're in church, you say, "You know, it's the mutts nuts." Say, "What father? That bread <laughs> is the mutts nuts." Yeah. Oh, the body of Christ, rather. Um, yeah, there's one more, and again, like I say, I've not heard it, so I'm just wondering if you have. Is it the... Is it the Thespian's nasal cavity? <laughs> it's not, no, it's not. Um, um, give me it in stages, give me the animal first. Okay. Um, I mean, the people, people at home can play along. Um, a cat. And it's said cat, it's not like feline or... No, no, it's cat. And to be honest, it's the not... Cat's, cat's whiskers? No, it's not whiskers, it's not even a body part. Well, the cat's whiskers is a thing. Uh, well, it's not what I've got here. Um, what would you wear to bed? Jim Jones. Cat's pyjamas, apparently, is one that stuck around. I've never heard it. That is the cat's pyjamas. This podcast is the cat's pyjamas. <laughs> We're bringing that back. We'll bring that. That'll be, on, fact, that'll be on Cotton Cart next week. Yeah, I'm going to wear a tweet that now. <laughs> um, cat's pyjamas, yeah. Dogs, bollocks, bees, knees, cat's pyjamas. Yeah. So what happened is I'm going to... If you look back on your timeline about a fortnight, I'm going to put... Our podcast is the cat's... I'll put an apostrophe in because, you know, I'm not a fucking animal. Of course, there is an apostrophe in as well. Um, Now, some people have said that cat's pyjamas may originally have come from slang, her vagina, but there's not any firm evidence for this. Wouldn't it be, um, what do they call the female contraceptive one? What goes inside you? Uh, The, I don't know. I know which one you mean. The femidon, the cup. Cap. The cap. Yeah. Wouldn't that be like the, the, the pussy's pyjamas? The cat's pyjamas. Yeah. The cat's cap. I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, next one. To avoid the issue, 
What would you do if you're avoiding an issue, mate? Avoid the issue, just what you don't talk about it. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. So what would no, you, no, let's, let's, what, you, let's, what would you be let's doing? Let's just move on. We'll, we'll do something else. So we'll yeah. leave John, that one. Johnny, thing. stop yeah. beating about the bush. Whoa. So where does that come from? Well, everybody knows back in the day, he would go around the mulberry bush, mulberry bush, mulberry bush. And if you're going around the mulberry bush, then you may have a sheet with you. Now, traditionally, housewives would beat the sheets to, to freshen them and get the dust off and things like that. Um, and you'd beat it around the bush. Or it might be if something's hiding in a bush instead of it in the thing, then you hit around the bush to make the thing come out the other end. Oh, now it sounds like Johnny's on something. Yeah, so and like... His face dropped they, um, like he was trying to be funny, but he's realised now. Yeah, so when they, um, they hit the floor to get worms up and things, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just do what I do, really effective if you, if you need to get worms. Soapy just, water. It, it irritates the skin and they come up to the surface. Oh, does it? Yeah, a bit of fairy liquid in some water. And you have to flood it a bit, but yeah, yeah. come up. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, How did you know that? I don't. I, my, did co- you my, cousin, my cousin did that. I think what we were doing, this is taking me way back. We built a Lego house. I'm, don't worry, I'm not going into Ed Sheeran. Um, um, and we built a Lego house and we wanted to put worms in it. Yes, you do. Oh, right. So, a bit of fairy liquid over. Washing liquid things are available, and uh, in the water and up the game. Um, so in hunting, it's often necessary to beat the underbrush noisily in order to flush animals out into the open. A timid and unwilling hunter will beat about the bush, making a show of finding and killing the beast, but not actually doing so. Mm. So that's where it comes from to beat about the bush. Mm. Sort of delaying maybe a large boar, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you know, and concentrating on the fowl, the smaller types. Um, okay. Bite the bullet. Where does that come from? Don't worry, it's not an Ann Summers term. It's not sexy. It's not kinky. What's bite the bullet? Um, that is in the war when... Well, first define it for me, to bite the bullet. Just get something over with. Just get it done. Face up to unpleasant reality. Yeah. Was it so where you used to have to fire a bullet with your teeth? By biting the bit and... Well, you have to bite, you're going to make a bullet shoot someone by biting it. Yeah, and by clamping it with your jaw. I'll give you a clue, it is to do with the war, being in the army and stuff. Um, oh, was it, yeah, bite the bullet out of someone? No. Is it being shot? But if someone had been shot, and their leg perhaps... Oh, the leg was going to come off, you give them a bullet to chew on so they didn't bite their own teeth. Yeah, bite so their own they, they had to off. bite down on something, while obviously yeah. their leg was being removed, or the arm, or whatever. So, it's before anaesthetics were invented. Injured soldiers would bite on a bullet to help them enjoy the pain of the operation or amputation. So, yeah, Good. bite the bullet. Um, what does chance your arm mean? That is... So, it's to have a... Like, what we do with this podcast, basically. <laughs> uh, take a risk is the definition yeah. of chance your arm. Oh, you know what? Shall I go? I'll, I'll chance my arm. Chance my arm. I'm sure it's... I'm sure as does 24 hours, but it is Sunday night. I'll chance mm. my arm. Uh, basically, well, where does that come from? I'm that comes from, um, they used to, poker, used to, um, you know, your last bet. Yeah. Everyone would be sat round and you'd be like, oh, fucking hell, I'll have to chance my arm on these cards. 
because you'd already run out of money and right. if these cards didn't win they'd have your fucking arm off is that what it was from? payment yeah uh, not as brutal as that um, again it relates to uh, the army so the army in question uh, refers to a stripe of military rank worn on the upper sleeve um, take a risk and you might be demoted thereby losing a stripe so you might be in a military situation and you'll chance your arm at a manoeuvre um, or a risky a risky action just to see if it'll work. doesn't work, demoted. Well, if not... Well, it does work, war hero. Yeah, exactly. Get a few more medals. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. But it's, it's weird, isn't it, really? When you think about soldiers, and they do that and they get a medal. Yeah. It's like... I'd want, I'd like, want more than cash. that. I want more than <laughs> yeah. cold hard cash. Just melt it down, boys. Yeah, melt it down. Pop at me ISA. <laughs> That'll do. I'll have a nice, I'll have a, a nice mortgage uh, savings account that I can't dip into. Uh, the term cold feet. What does that mean to have cold feet, Johnny? Um, that is when you know when you don't want to do something, you have second thoughts. Correct to show reluctance. Yeah, and it is from um, well, no one wants cold feet, do they? Um, and so, it's, it's not that god awful program that was on ITV a few years back, which I believe is coming back as well. Oh god. Anyway, go on. Um, so it's basically, you're about to leave the house. Yeah. And then you take two steps out your front door, and if you get cold, you think, fuck this. Right. And so, go back inside. Okay. Again, a bit military heavy here, but I suppose that's where your phrases would come from. So it's a military term. A man who has cold or frozen feet, it's a common affliction until the late 19th century. So if you've got cold feet, obviously you're in a damp trench or something, or you're yeah. out in the rain and whatnot, um, your feet will just get pissed wet through. So you might yeah. have um, sort of all kinds of sort of bad ailments with your feet. Basically, you can't rush into battle, so you proceed slowly. Uh-huh. So imagine if you had cold feet and you have to go over the top or something. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be rushing over there, are you? Well, no. Uh, we're on the subject of cold, and then we can, you know... We can focus on a few other of our topics that we've got to keep in reference. Uh, we've got to keep on top of topics, you said. Yeah, yeah, we've got to keep on top of the topics. So while we're talking about cold, we'll do one more and then we'll do some features. Cold shoulder. That's when you're off with someone, isn't it? Yeah, made to feel unwelcome. Yeah. I think Adele sang about it. Did she? Yeah. And I give you the cold shoulders shining through. I <laughs> give you quiet. the cold shoulder, cause I do not love you and don't be afraid. Is that a mix of Adele and Kate Bush? Is cold. Is it Kate Bush? It's not Kate Bush, is it? Cold shoulder, it's beautiful like a rainbow. We can't get another copyright that I saw a tune. Uh, was that Kate Bush? I'm not idea. I think I'm a good singer. Cindy Lauper. Mm. Um, yeah, cold shoulder. Where does it come from, mate? Um, if you had a frozen shoulder of lamb, lamb. <laughs> He's looking at me yeah. now. He's looking um, at me now. If you've got a shoulder of lamb and you have all the nice boys around and you give them all the nice hot dinner. Yeah, and then the shoulder goes cold, and you're like, oh, "I'll give that a tit face over there." Do uh, you know what you were trying to mock? Went in, and you went lamb shoulder, and you sort of realised. <laughs> so it's not to do with like barging past someone, no, like with your shoulder. 
Um, an unwelcome visitor would have been given the cheapest and most common type of food, which is cold shoulder of mutton. Mm. So there you go. That's where that comes from. Um, we'll do our regular features, and then we can crack on with a few more. Cool. Let's have... Um, we'll have everyone's favourite... This week's uh, That's Clearly Not A Fact is that uh, I was actually expecting to do two episodes today and as such I've thoroughly researched all of the uh, the new episodes, all the new sections that I was banging on about last week. That was lovely, that was, was right, yeah. really, really well thought out. Yeah. When did we decide we were doing two episodes today? I think late last night. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the best decision. No, no, no. I was just curious, that's all. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember whether it was sooner. Because really, I could have worked out uh, um, a what's that all about. But this entire episode of what's that all about. Can, so. Listen, you can always come back to it, mate, at a later date. Well, I um, he's, he's, he's taken the reins. How about two birds <laughs> with one stone here, Johnny? Oh. So what you do, right, is you just mute the one you don't want. And then so what? And then that. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. So yes. Animals at work. All already. Animals at work. I know. Well, this one because this one happened when I was doing my research. You see. Oh. So animals at work. Um, this refers to the medieval times. Um, a falconry, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, Johnny. Oh, yeah. So what, what would that term mean? That's, like, if you've got something, it's better than not having two of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically saying, sometimes it's not worth the risk. Yeah. Is essentially where that comes from. So it's a proverb from the medieval times. Basically, um, falconry in medieval times, obviously they have a kestrel or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like in Kes, I'll swing it around your living room when it's dead. Because our Judd's buddy killed it. Um, but what? what you could do... Have you never seen Kez, the film? No. Oh, my God, you've never seen Kez. You'll have to watch, we'll have to watch Kez together. Right, did, did you swim the bird around his stomach when it's dead? <laughs> yeah, it's probably... Right, I can't tell you what happened. Oh, right, fair enough. And, I mean, I, I would say it's spoilers for anyone who's not seen it, but, I mean, it is a really old film. I cannot believe you've not seen Kez. No, no. I think it'll probably be one of your favourite films of all time. Oh, right. Oh, well, yeah, we'll watch that one. We'll, we'll definitely watch it one day. But, yeah... yeah um, yeah, I've oh, ruined it for you now because I told you a major uh, plot twist in it. Anyway, so um, obviously falconry now people are well well knowledge on it, like they're well up on it. They're, yeah, like they know what to do. Like you don't feed it, and then it's more focused when you try and catch something. Um, they would use falcons to catch other smaller birds of prey and stuff mm. to obviously have as part of their trade. Or to have, you know, as part of their skill set, if you like. Yeah. Um, but if their one wasn't very well trained itself, it wouldn't risk it to catch mm. another one. Mm. So a bird in hand is worth two in the brush. And it just brought me to falconry because people, um, you know, they're, they're falcons and they'd catch, you know, hares. Um, uh, which yeah. are big wings. rabbits to you, big. Johnny. Oh, right, I thought yeah. wings going on and that. Um, apparently, people used to say a living dog is better than a dead lion, but 
that there's a reason that didn't catch on. It's because it doesn't even make any sense, does it? Yeah. Um, he also used it like <laughs> in a lot of situations. A living dog is better than a living lion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hereby, hereby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was something. There was like books that came like hundreds and thousands of years old. Um, basically saying that to be a falcon. To, sorry, to be in falconry, uh, it was a very value. You were considered a very valuable asset to um, society at the time. So there you go. It was also sort of associated with being quite rich and stuff as well. So there you go. Animals at work merged with today's topic. <laughs> Don't we all feel a little bit better now? We've got it. You know, oh. I mean, I think it's more professional than it was it's, two it's, weeks ago. It's so, like, it's so streamlined and slick. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, raining cats and dogs. Oh, I know this one. Do you? Yeah, they'd all sleep in the roof and then they'd come down when it rained. Um, I've heard that before, so it's not what I've got written down here, but I have actually heard that. Oh, right. So, yeah, cats would be on rooftops and they'd come down when it's pissing down. Yeah. Um, apparently, in Norse mythology... Um, cats symbolised heavy rain, while dogs were associated with Odin, the storm god. Od- I'm saying that right? Odin? Yeah, Odin, yeah. That, that is pretty basic, that one, yeah. Well, but it's like Odin or Odin or Odin or... I don't know. Odin or D-I-N. I'm not into mythology. But, um, or spelling. So, anyway, dogs right. were associated with uh, the storm god, Odin, who everyone should know, and therefore represented how... Who, who everyone does know. Yeah, should know, does know, whatever. Um... What are you doing, Johnny, if you're pulling out all the stops? You are... Uh, uh, it's... Uh, so, no, right, so I know what it means. Go on, give us the definition. Yeah, so the definition is you're just doing everything you possibly can. That one's easy. It's where's it fucking come from? Because the... Sh- you should know this. Stop. Musical Just background. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. Pull out all the stops. Achieve the maximum. It's, is it when you... He's genuinely annoyed. <laughs> I'm going to open up all the holes on a flute. <laughs> you know what? Pick a different instrument. Trumpet. No, completely different instrument. Recorder. No. no. What shape is it? The stops are knobs on... The coronet. And... Accordion. <laughs> what have you got inside your body? Liver? What is... What is? What would you class the liver as? What group? Organ. Organ, yeah. Mm, fucking dickhead, all the stops on the organ, yeah. Pull all the stops, yeah. Stops are knobs on an organ console. If the organist pulled them all out, he would be squeezing the most volume yeah. out of the instrument possible. So that's pulling out all the stops. There you go. Um, steal one's thunder, or to steal someone's thunder. Definition, please. Um, that's like when I come on here and give your answers to all of your questions that you'd meant to confuse me with. Exactly, so you'd be taking attention away from what someone else has done. Yeah. Well, what does... Where did that come from, do you think? Someone, um... This is quite a modern one in terms of previous ones I've had. 
Thunderbolt and Lightning, very, very fine. So it's from Bohemian Rhapsody, isn't it? <laughs> it's not that recent. Not that recent. Basically, there was a playwright called John Dennis, and he claimed to have invented a machine that could mimic the sound of thunder in the theatre. Mm. Um, and when rivals used the same trick, he complained that they'd stolen his thunder. That was in the set of the 18th century. Right. So it's not a million miles away, but yeah. Um, Johnny, I've got you over a barrel, mate. What does that mean? Um, that's uh, where you've, you've got someone by the bollocks, isn't it? Got them in a nook vice. To be under someone's control is to be over a barrel. Yeah. Um, do you want to have a guess at that? Do you want to have a stab at that, mate? Is it pirates sword fighting on the in the bow of a ship? And then you'd be like, whoa, leaning over a barrel. And then they'd be like, ah, you fucking hell, aren't you? Not quite. It dates back to the Spanish Inquisition, though. And they'd put you over a barrel and turn it around till your head went underwater. <laughs> Not quite. Um, it's a form of torture. Mm-hmm. To, to suspend someone over a barrel of boiling oil. If you didn't agree to their demands, you'd be dropped in. So mm-hmm. basically, yeah. it's almost like a forced confession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. over a barrel, so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sort of like the witch trials and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, if you drown, you're not a witch. But if, yeah. you, if you float, you are a witch. So you're dead either way. Oh, That's where it comes from, yeah. Um, I've got plenty more of these, mate. Good, keep them coming. Uh, make the grade. Make the grade music. We do grades of music. Um, no, but nice to know. A lot of people the misconception is the grade is academic, and it's not in terms of schooling, at least. So at least you're thinking different about grade. Mm. Basically, it's reached the required standard to make the grade, but it's not like schooling or anything like that. What could grade be short for? Gradient. Okay. The expression derives from railroad railroad construction of the 19th century in America. Ah. Careful calculations had to be made to ensure engines didn't encounter sudden steep gradients. Right. So have you made the grade on this one? That's where it come from. Mm-hmm. Um, let the cat out of the bag. Um, that's so when you've you've told the secret, isn't it, or giving it away? Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Um. Well, it'd help if I knew exactly where where I was in terms of my research. Uh, to divulge a secret. Yeah. Um, in times gone by, farmers would bring suckling pigs to market wrapped up in a bag and they'd trade them. Unscrupulous ones would substitute a cat for the pig. Ah, uh, cats are cheaper than pigs. Yeah, so they'd make money off them you wouldn't know until you got home. If someone let the cat out the bag, mm. the seat was uncovered. So there you go, that's where that comes from. Oh, I like that one. I might pop a cat in a bag and pretend it's a pig. <laughs> um, get one's goat. Or to, uh, that, gets my goal. Yeah, that's someone pissing you off, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, to irritate. Yeah. A bit of a weird one, really. It's, a bit... it's done all this one. Do you? Yeah. So in the 19... Uh, sorry, 1830s it was. If you... Basically, if you were unhappy with what a neighbour was doing, you would... You'd wait till they went out on a morning, they'd go to do their 1830s work, whatever it was, 
and you'd sneak around their house and they'd have some nice flowers outside and what you'd do is you'd tie one of your goats up to their house and it'd just start eating the living room and it'd just start eating fucking everything. Trash the place, shit all over. Then that hell it shit. Yeah, and then they'd come home and say, oh, bastards, I've got their goat. Not quite, it's a horse racing term. So I don't, and I don't know, I try to look into this and I don't get it. So maybe this is uh, shit we could have got to Google correspondent Anthony. Because yeah. nervous horses could be calmed down by placing a goat in the stall with them. Do you know when a horse is a bit nervous when it goes into the stalls? Now they yeah. sort of cover its eyes, don't they? Yeah. But back in the day, they used to put a goat in there to keep them calm. Um, rival horse owners would sometimes steal or get the goats, thereby upsetting the horse and making it likely to lose the race. Mm. So that's where that terminology comes from. Johnny, what is a flash in the pan? Uh, something like temporary. It's... Something disappointingly short-lived. Yeah. Where does that come from? Um, does it come from flash frying things? Like Canadian minute sticks? <laughs> Not quite. Uh, there was an old type of gun that had a pan on it, uh, which had a trail of powder... Um, Basically, you have to light. Oh, right, yeah. Sometimes the powder ignited, but the gun didn't go off. Hence, it was merely a flash in the pan. So that's where that comes from. I always thought it was from cooking that one. Um, no. Let's have a look. Because there's, there's one that I really... I'm hoping you'll get. Um, but perhaps you won't. So we'll see. Because, Johnny, this is something I say a lot. Um, up to scratch. What if something's not up to scratch? What is it? It's dead easy that one. Me and you going out on towers, right? Yeah. But in the seventeen hundreds. Right. Right. And they say pubs. Me and you go to the pub in the seventeen hundreds. Pubs. Yeah. Right. We're going in, and you know, like they have the height charts on the rides now. Yeah. I've just remembered there wasn't Alton Towers back then. You see. Yeah. And um, what we would do is we would, me and you, would both go to the pub, and there'd be a little scratch on the wall. See so if right. you were tall enough or old enough oh, to get right. into the pub to drink. Right. I obviously would be up to scratch. You're quite tall and gangly. Looks like fat James would not be up to the scratch. I mean, I'm not three foot. I'm sure I'd get in a pub. No, no, not in seventeen hundred. You wouldn't. Right. Not with not with them legs. Um, oh, I've got very powerful short leprechaun legs. Um, up to scratch, basically, it's a letdown. A squib. A damp squib. Uh, no, not a, not what I'm talking about. A squib for. Because you're a dick. <laughs> if it's not up to scratch, this isn't right. No, that's look. Look at that. Look how that's set out. Up to scratch. A letdown. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is technically down to my research, but, um... I mean, I do like to end on a high. No, we're back. If something's not up to scratch, no, no one, nobody knew about that. Shh, shh. Mm. Uh, if something wasn't up to scratch, this is an idiom that comes from the world of boxing. In the old days, when boxing was still a primitive sport, a line was drawn in the centre of the ring. The line's called a scratch. Nowadays, whenever a boxer's knocked down during the bout... All they have to do is stand up before the referee counts to ten. During the early days of boxing, the contestant who had been knocked down had to demonstrate that he was in control of his faculties by walking the line within 38 seconds. 
Um, if the boxer were to come up to the scratch within the allotted time, then he was considered unfit to continue the fight. The fight was awarded then to their opponent. So that's where that comes from, up to scratch. Mm. Okay. Save the best till last, Johnny, and it is the best, because I definitely say this all the time. Take the piss. Where yeah. does that come from? Um, that is in the... To, it's to ridicule someone, by the way, but yeah, where does it come I, from? Um, oh, I don't know what era it was from, but Newcastle used to export a lot of urine that was used in tanning. Okay. Um, I think this is, yeah, it was about the time you used to tan leather and things, yeah? So what would happen is, I assume there'd be factories up there that specialised in piss, and people would take the piss from them. You know what, mate? Spot on, pretty much. Um, oh, God, so, good. human urine was collected for clo- uh, cloth dyeing industry, the cloth dyeing industry. Yeah. So anyone in this line of work, obviously it's a horrible job, so they'd be inclined to lie about what they were doing for a living. So I'd be like, what do you do for a living, mate? And you might, you know, you might collect urine and all that, but you'd say, oh, builder. Oh, um, oh I, I do, I work in the mills or whatever. Um, anyone suspecting uh, suspecting the truth might ask if he was, in actual fact, taking the piss. Mm. So you'd be like, oh, no, I work at the bakery. And I'd be like, are you taking the piss? Right. And that's where it came from. So there you go, just a little insight into the English language. It's not all about, you know, um, Shakespeare. I don't think he came up with much of them, to be honest. No, but he did a lot, though, didn't he? He did, he did yeah. a fair bit. If you believe that Shakespeare is Shakespeare, we'll leave that for another day. Oh, yes, we will. Um, it's been good, though. We're glad to be back. It feels good to be back, doesn't it? Yeah. How oh, are we all? Are you okay? I'm are you good. happy to be back? Yeah, are you? <coughs> Really if, like that. If song. they could see your dance when you do that, that'd make it. Oh. Yes. There you go. Johnny's recycled table. Working a treat. Well, my watch is still working. So that's fine. Yeah. And um, you only got skinny arms as well. What did you did you put yeah, much no. weight on or? Uh, no, no, it's just shit. Uh, Johnny's just broke a table. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter at getfactcast. Uh, email. Getfactcast at gmail.com. Still yet to receive an email on that. Yeah, that would be nice if we could yeah. break the inbox in gently. Um, we are on Facebook. Like the page, you can add the person. We'll, I'll accept it happily. But yeah. yeah. And you may be listening to this because you accidentally text me a wrong number. Yes. So um, if that's you, then yeah, just stick around. We're loads of fun. Yeah. Um, Johnny got a wrong number text to him. Yeah. Um, Asking if he was going out in Camden Town. Yeah, I, I wasn't. He wasn't. I wasn't. I was honest. I told her. I said nope. Yeah. Um, Steph, by the way, if you are listening to this, maybe just be careful about who you're inviting out for a drink. They might not be as nice as me. Yeah, you didn't send her a dick pic or anything, did you? No, no, no. I thought that would be um, sexist and rude. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're also on Acast and Stitcher. Um, yeah. So you can follow. You can not follow us on there, but you can get us on there. Uh, if you can hear some rustling around, it's Johnny in Annecy Balls. Mm, I love Annecy Balls. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.